Thank you for choosing the Four Seasons Hotel. We hope you're enjoying your stay. Happy Friday! Hi everyone, welcome back. Hi! Today, we are talking about our experience in our favorite place, junior college. Oh yes. Which is where we met. Yes. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with the Singapore school system, you can take a listen to our previous episode, very detailed, <laughs> talking about it. But Yes, not the best um, coverage, but we tried our best. Yeah, so junior college, or JC as we will be referring to it in this episode, is basically a tertiary education choice that comes after secondary school. So around 17 to 18 mm-hmm. years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, well not usually actually... Um, all JCs will end in a national exam. Um, there are like a few that are international exams, mm-hmm. which is IB, which we mentioned in our previous episode. But most JCs um, will end up in A levels, and both of us took A levels last year. So we thought that we would give a little bit of insight for those that are currently taking O levels or N levels and you're choosing whether you should continue on a JC path or whether you should go to poly or whether you want to go to ITE as again if you don't understand what I'm saying you can listen to our previous episode (laughs) um yes but yeah because some of you guys asked for um more information on what JC is like um so we hope that this will help you guys make your decision yep yes yeah okay so, basically, sorry, both of us just had lunch. So, and yeah, we're having uh, we're both very sleepy, very bad sleep so right now, and it's raining. We're trying our best. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, we'll just start off with our kind of the JC system. We have this lecture tutorial system. Mm-hmm. So, like we explained in our previous episodes, um, the the subjects that you can take in JC are split into higher two and higher one. Yeah. So higher two is more content heavy. So we devote about how many hours is that? Four yeah. hours of lessons. Four hours is it? A like week. four days a week? Yeah, so about four hours a week um devoted to a higher two lesson. So let's say uh we both took higher two math. Mm-hmm. So we will have about four hours of math lessons in each week. Yeah. So half of it will be lecture, half of it will be tutorials. Yeah. So lectures is what maybe some of you have heard about, everyone sleeps through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is uh I mean it depends I guess on your kind of studying style some people like lectures because they can take notes Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but some people prefer hands-on so tutorials are more suited for them so usually people sleep during lectures but i'm not sure if all jc's do this but our school did this so basically all of our lectures are recorded Mm -hmm. and then they are put into this common google folder so you can like go back and revise and look through them especially if you are sick or you were sleeping (laughs) yeah yeah so basically let's say we'll have to go through maybe one okay actually i'm not really sure because it depends on your school but let's say we're doing probability Mm -hmm. for this week in math so maybe we'll have and we'll have like two hours lecture on probability and we might go through maybe half of the notes Mm. 
I think around half of the notes maybe yeah. and then the next two lessons you'll have to prepare for the tutorials so usually we'll have some like little worksheets at the back mm-hmm. where you kind of go through the stuff that you learn in the lectures and you do it then you go through with your tutor in a smaller class size which is the hands-on experience part about it yeah yeah so actually this like system is pretty different from secondary school um and primary mm-hmm. school as well because usually um you know you have one teacher that consistently comes to your class and teaches you and also helps you with your homework kind of thing um but for lectures and tutorials the lectures are usually done by pretty much any of the teachers from the department um and it's one lecturer to the whole cohort of students um and then for your tutorials you're in class with one tutor like you have one tutor that repeatedly comes Um, But the thing is that your tutor doesn't really have a responsibility to reteach you any of the content. They're there more to like check your answers and help you to solve the questions, not to like reteach you the whole topic, although obviously that does happen. Um, If your tutor is nice enough, they will put in the effort to help you reteach some subjects that you're not sure about. Um, But for the most part, most tutors, um, not most tutors, sorry, for the most part, you are responsible for your own learning and you have to go back and yes. rewatch the lectures if you are not sure. Um, and of course, you are also meant to do your tutorials. Um, yeah, I do have to say... Definitely I'm, do them. Yeah, I don't think I know any one person that has done every single tutorial um, <laughs> throughout the whole year. But um, even though it is a chore, it really is a chore, um, I do recommend doing them because... In the end, yeah. you will probably regret um, not doing them if you can't understand the topic yes. nearer to A-levels yep, yep. and you're freaking out and you're yep. like looking at your J1 tutorials like, ah! Because yeah. that was kind of It us. definitely piles up. Yeah. Yeah. So, and also, like, make sure to keep maybe like have a file where you keep all of your tutorial Mm -hmm. work in there with the corrections because when you're revising for exams it really really helps because i remember i there was this question that i couldn't solve and i asked my tutor about it and he taught me and i was like oh gosh i finally understand Mm -hmm. and then i lost the tutorial paper and i couldn't find it when i was revising for my exam so i was like (laughs) i have no idea how to do this this question again Yeah. yeah so make sure to keep all of your stuff and yeah, it's uh, JC is definitely very, very self-directed learning. Mm-hmm. So you do have to take the initiative to do your work. And when you don't understand stuff, definitely um, email or text or ask your teachers for consultations. Yeah, definitely. They definitely are very, very willing and eager to, to help you if you don't understand. But if you don't do your tutorials, like Emma said, the tutors are not responsible for reteaching you the mm-hmm. stuff that you should have learned during lectures. So if you don't do your work, the tutors technically don't have to like you know like tell you hey this is your time in class to do it because mm-hmm. in class you're supposed to be reviewing the answers yeah. so if you don't have your work done you just copy down the answers you don't really learn anything yeah so yeah and i think another reason that it's really important to keep your tutorials is because in j2 you don't get any time to like re go over the j1 topics like I know in secondary school and primary school, they probably do like revision lessons near the end of the year and they go through like all the different topics and the main points. We don't really have that in JC. I think also just because of COVID, we didn't get the chance to like have any extra revision lessons. Maybe if there was no COVID, we would have had them. But thankfully for me at least, um, 
I did file all of my tutorials so I could go back and look at my J1 stuff. Um, not that it made me do any better, but at least I could understand the topics um, yeah. that were being tested. Because, yeah, um, in, by, the, by the time that you reach J2, it's very likely that you have forgotten all your J1 stuff. Because the way that yep. the schools kind of like test you is very topical. Like, it's not a. In J2, mm-hmm. all the tests are about J2 topics. They're not going to test you again on J1 topics. So it's really down yeah. to your own self-discipline to continue revising your J1 topics because A-levels is tested on everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Compared to in secondary school, as you go by each year, you can pretty much forget everything that you learned the year before because the new syllabus is what you're being tested on. But for JC, yeah. you have to remember both years of, of information. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like definitely don't be afraid to ask your teachers for consultations. Yeah. I know it kind of seems a bit intimidating. I was kind of scared of it at first because I just didn't like to ask teachers because I thought it was embarrassing same, same, that I didn't same. know stuff. But they really don't mind. Like yeah. they are so there to help you. Mm-hmm. And I think, okay, so what me and a friend did because we had the same subject combination. So basically we had this kind of like weekly consultation schedule. So we booked a teacher basically for the same day each week Mm. so we will just do our work then we'll bring it to him for extra consultation each week Mm. and it's kind of like just to reinforce our um understanding because we're both quite weak in this certain subject Mm. yeah so that definitely helped a lot especially if it's consistent so it's kind of like take it as consistent practicing because for us we were in the arts stream so it was a lot of essay writing Mm. so essay writing is kind of hard to do practices by yourself because you can't really market yourself yeah. right because there's no like right or wrong answer so it's always good to have like these weekly consultations where you you know uh, pick pick a question you write an essay you give it to the teacher to mark and they give you advice they give you um, reviews and stuff about that I think it's really very very helpful yeah. because it really helped me um, improve my essay writing like, definitely mm, yeah and I think it's important to get help as early as possible if you're struggling mm-hmm. in J1 immediately just go for consultation and ask your teacher about it because if you wait until j2 like i said there's no revision of j1 topics you're just gonna be even more lost than you were before so if you have any doubts near the beginning you should definitely like clear it as early as possible so that you won't be struggling next like the next year um because i think personally honestly i honestly barely went for consultation throughout jc only in j2 i kind of um went for math consultations but like for other subjects even though i was struggling i didn't really go for consultation and yeah. i mean i do regret it because mm-hmm. you can see it in my results um for a levels my weaker subjects um i didn't do as well because i didn't go for consultation and i didn't seek any help at all mm-hmm. um i think also yeah. maybe because i wasn't super into that subject so I didn't I also didn't really study that hard. But anyways, regardless, <laughs> the moral of the story is if you want to do well, go and get consultation yes. as early as you can or get tuition, get help. Mm. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Yes. Um personally, honestly, I was really scared at the JC level to get tuition because I just felt like if I am almost going to university and I still need tuition, like, am I even okay? Right. <laughs> like, okay, in my yeah. head, that's what I was thinking. But the unfortunate truth is that everybody mm. else around you is getting tuition and everybody else around you is getting help. And yes. A-levels is a very competitive thing. It's not um, an exam to evaluate yourself, honestly. It's more of yourself in comparison to other people. Yeah. So even if you feel embarrassed to get tuition, because I honestly did, 
it might be the better option for you to do well for A-levels. So yeah. for me, I was really struggling with econs, partly because my um, first year of economics, we had like so many different teachers. We were constantly switching teachers and it was mm. just really confusing. A lot of us didn't really learn a lot because each new teacher that came in had a different teaching style and they would reteach things that we had already learned and it was just really confusing. Mm-hmm. So um, I ended up signing up for Econstitution. Um, yes, uh, some of you might know who my tutor was. It's Evan. Because um, I've mentioned he's been on my TikTok a few times. But um, yeah, I'm, I ended up getting Econstitution and I went with a friend and... That's another thing. I think if you are yes. scared to go for consultation yep. or tuition alone, definitely like ask your friends. Honestly, no one is going to say no to extra help. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always nice to have someone there with you like so that if you feel like you're struggling, you can struggle through something together. Yep. So yeah, um, sign up for tuition, sign up for consultation as early as you can just to make sure that you know what's going on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so... Like Emma said, tuition may seem embarrassing to you, but I think at the end of the day, you know, it's like it's A levels, right? It's like mm. maybe probably your last major exam, like national yeah. exam, in mm. your schooling years. So you know, like just put down your pride, just go for it. At the end of the day, yeah. actually, pretty much almost a lot of people, majority of the people around you will be getting tuition. So yeah. I don't think it's something super embarrassing. Like yeah. I wish I went for tuition because I actually didn't have any tuition at all throughout JC but I wanted to mm. I wanted to go for math and econs but I mm. never got to it because I was super busy <laughs> during JC so I mm. really didn't and I, I wanted to go for econs like pretty close to A-levels which was actually a really bad idea but I didn't actually get to it I know Emma suggested Evan someone suggested yeah. Evan it's, it, it was Emma yeah. right yeah and yeah. he said something about what was it it was, it was last minute wasn't it it was very last minute so I didn't yeah. actually end up going. My friend, my other friend actually suggested another tuition teacher that she went to, which was also last minute, but I didn't sign up either. I don't know why, but it's okay. Mm. My cons was fine. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. I mean, so. oh yeah. So so let's talk about our subject combinations. Yes. Um, because um, basically just now I mentioned that I didn't do very well for one subject um, and it was my H1 subject <laughs> because... In most people's heads, your H1 subject is not that important compared to your H2 subject. So right. most of the time, people will spend a lot more time studying their H2 subjects than your H1 subjects. And like, mm. even my H1 teacher knew, like when we came in every week, he would be like, oh guys, I know this is your H1 subject and you don't, you guys don't really care about it, but just try your best, just try your best. And I feel really bad because I never tried my best. Anyways, um... <laughs> Okay, I'll talk about my subject combination. Um, so we kind of mentioned this in the previous episode, but we'll just go over it more in depth, I guess. So um, my three H2s, I took um, math, econs, and ELL. Um, ELL is English Language and Linguistics. We had to take an entry test to actually take this subject. It was a pretty simple one. La. It was just like asking you to analyze a passage and like make a comment on its grammatical features or something like that and of course um all of us hadn't studied linguistics before so you just kind of just try your best and um both me and amanda um were in ell together although amanda came at a later time which she can talk about in a second (laughs) um but yeah my h1 subject was chemistry um 
Surprisingly enough, I almost want- well, actually, not almost. I wanted to take H2 chemistry at first. Um, so this is where the story of me getting put in the wrong class comes. So basically, I had signed up for all the three previous H2s plus H2 chemistry. And because H2 chemistry and H2 math plus two other H2 art subjects are con- that's considered a hybrid combination, because it's half and half science and arts, um, that was my, uh, no, I had appealed to take that subject combination, like by emailing the whoever and asking whether I could change my H1 to H2. Um, but because number one, I came in through the art stream, um, and basically they just said like, oh, because you came in through art stream, you can't really do hybrid. And secondly, um, they thought that I didn't qualify. I don't know. I was kind of confused because I, I I got like A two for chemistry during O levels, so I thought that that should be like decent enough to take H two chemistry, but. Uh, apparently not, I guess. Although it's really, it was really a blessing in disguise because JC chemistry and secondary school chemistry was very different. Yeah. Anyways, um, they basically allocated me to a hybrid class, even though my subject combination was not a hybrid subject combination. So for the whole first week of school, including like orientation, like class orientation, uh, because we have different orientations. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, and like the first week of... like They gave you... Le- it was like lecture week. Like you basically just go and mm-hmm. sit into different subjects' um, lectures. I was with a different class. Like not the class I ended up with. And by the end of that week, they I, one of the teachers in charge emailed me and was like, Hey Emma, can we have a meeting today? And I was like, am I in trouble already? Like... We have only been in school for a week And I was freaking out Because Like I said I'm a JE student So I had no idea What was going on I thought Maybe I did something Uh, They called me for a meeting I went to meet this teacher After one of the days Of orientation Basically The teacher was like Um So Actually we kind of Put you in the wrong class So could you actually Like change class for us Like on Monday Can you just like Go to this classroom instead And you know Just join this class instead Abandon all the new friends That you just made (laughs) The only people That you now know In this school And join a whole new class Of 20 other people That are complete strangers And I was like uh, what? We're <laughs> like, better people anyways. Obviously, I couldn't say no because it's not really a question. It was more of like a an order. I was like, I okay, I guess. Um, and they put me in the arts class because, yeah, basically they had put me wrongly because of my appealed mm. subject combination. It wasn't confirmed. So they put me in a hybrid class instead of an arts class. Anyways, that's how I ended up with Amanda. So whatever. Yay. Um, but it yeah, worked. I was in a different class for a out. week. Yeah. Anyways, that's Anyways. my subject combination. Amanda kind of changed subject combinations <laughs> so she can tell that story. Okay, yes. So basically, okay, I think I'm pretty sure you mentioned it in the previous episode too, but. Yeah, slightly. We first low key met. Okay, I mean, we were in the same class technically, but we met. Once I changed class, we were in the same class. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we kind of got close because we took h1 chemistry together so yeah i was yeah so like what was your original subject combination right so my original subject combination was h1 chem and then h2 math econs and 
literature. So I didn't take linguistics at that time. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. okay. So funny story why I dropped out of chem. <laughs> so basically, in secondary school, I was actually really good at chem. Like I was like mm-hmm. a straight A chem student for some reason. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is my this is my dream. You know, I'm gonna be yeah. a doctor. <laughs> I'm gonna be I a medical I was student. Be so good at chemistry. <laughs> exactly. And then comes sec four. I have no idea why. But all of a sudden, I just failed chem. Like, I couldn't understand mm-hmm. chem at all. Like, for yeah. no reason. Out of, like, nowhere. Me I just too. couldn't understand chem. And the one topic that I just couldn't get for the life of me was moles. Which is so dumb. <laughs> because moles is so simple. And it's like, I couldn't Isn't get it for some reason. moles in, like, sec 3 and sec 4 as well? Yeah, but my sec 3 moles were super good. And then in sec 4, I suddenly couldn't get it. And I was like, what is wrong with me? God, is this a sign? <laughs> okay, Please. anyways. Yeah, so basically, um, I thought I would just try again. Because I didn't mm. want to give up my dream of being a woman in STEM. So oh I <laughs> so I, I took H1 chem because I failed sec 4 chem. So I can't take H2, I think. I have to appeal and I didn't want to do uh, that. Yeah, okay. so I took H1 chem. And then it was all fine until I realized that our first test was on bowls. So I freaked <laughs> out and I was like, I am out of here. So I emailed um, our, like the person in charge of the subjects and I was like, hi, can I appeal to like linguistics? Which is like the first thing that I thought of because a lot of people in my class took linguistics. Mm. And so, yeah, so I had to talk to two of my linguistics teachers who I absolutely love now. Yeah, they are but so nice. One of them was so against me joining at first, and I was so upset. I cried when I came back to class. <laughs> Do you remember? I was on the floor. Yes, and I, was I remember. And she, yeah, she was like, "I'm not gonna say the teacher's name, but she was like, that teacher hates me, and okay, and I, I think I might now. not get into ELL because because like." I don't think they want me to and yeah it was yeah it was bad but no but legit though like they were seriously like super against it they were like I don't think you should do it I think you just want to join linguistics to get out of chem and I was like yeah obviously (laughs) but like I wanted okay anyways it was fine I think it's so ironic though because like linguistics became your favorite subject right yeah it really was I absolutely like okay I feel like this is such like a nerd moment for me but my friend like recently gave me the number of a junior who was joining linguistics and she was like Uh wanted to ask me how to study for linguistics and I sent her like five long paragraphs on like linguistics how to study and especially on language change and language variation I love language change and variation because I borrowed books on it and I was like listing all the examples I was like this is how you link this to that and she was like wow (laughs) so okay yeah anyways yeah so yeah I'm not that into it but anyways yeah so basically you could take 4H2 but I didn't so when I dropped because my ELL like linguistics was a H2 but my chemistry was a H1 so I had to drop something else so my entire combination changed Yeah. yeah so I dropped my econs to H1 and also mm-hmm. another thing about like tuitions, right? Because usually, okay, like like Emma said, H one isn't really seen as something super important, like in yeah. relation to H two. Like that's the same for tuitions, because not a lot of tuitions offer like H one tuition, because mm-hmm. a lot of tuitions are like, oh no, you know, it's like simple, it's too simple, we don't want to give you tuition for that. So it's a bit hard to find H one tuition actually. So, yeah, most so if you guys take H1 right? Econs and you're you're looking for H1 Econs tuition, let me give no. you a free plug right now, Evan. Um, <laughs> yeah, Zenith Zenith Education Studio Zenith. offers H1 Econs. Actually, they offer H1 pretty much everything. I think. That's cool. um, don't quote me on that because I 
am just uh, an econ student. But um, yeah, they do offer H one econ tuition yeah. if you're looking for that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. But I think okay. I think in terms of tuition, though, for science students, it's definitely much easier. Because you can mm-hmm. find a lot of biophysics and chem tuitions out there, but yeah. for art students, like lit is there and linguistics, is there an ELL I don't think so. I don't so, think right? so. No, and I yeah. know that lit tuition is very rare in Singapore. So like, mm-hmm. it's like, and it's super expensive because it's super rare and really hard to teach. Because it's not like there's like yeah. a syllabus or like a set answer scheme you can teach from. So yeah. yeah. So definitely, if you're in an art stream or you're thinking about taking lit, linguistics, history, geography, any of those arts, essay writing stuff. Definitely, just um, what is it? I was gonna say order. Definitely um, over consultation. Yeah, a plan. Yeah, because that's kind of your only of source of yeah. help. or you can teachers, ask your seniors that also yeah, took but that subject combination. Definitely, but still, still, still ask your teachers for consultations. Definitely, because yeah, sure. when they're marking your essays, it will help a lot, and it helps you practice yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. That so, was our subject combination. Um. So yeah, like Amanda kind of said briefly, we uh, we first met in H one Chem, but then she dropped. So um, it's fine. We have linguistics. Then we were just classmates. <laughs> I mean, we were, but then we were in ELL together. So at and first, math. I was in ELL alone, but then she joined ELL. So we were still having like two classes a week together. You know. So yeah. Mm. Anyways, um. Of course, along with that comes the topic of free periods. Because, like we kind of mentioned previously, we have so many free periods because yeah. we are art students. Yeah. Our lessons are all pushed back to like the last half of the day. So, pretty much the first half of the day, we have a good two or three free periods a day. Um, personally, I had, I think, the most one of the most free periods. No, what am I even saying? Personally, I think I was. <laughs> One of the people in class that had the most free periods, and let me tell you why. So our class is an arts class, meaning that we have students taking history, geography, lit, um, and other art subjects, but mainly those three. And the periods um, are arranged such that history and geography students have their lessons at the same time, um, yep. because you can only take either or. Yeah. And like ninety percent of my class took lit. So basically, there were many times where we would have um, lessons that were uh, sorry. There were many days that we would have a history and geography hour and a lit hour, sometimes back to back. And I take neither of those subjects. So basically, I had so many free periods a week because most of um, our class takes history, geography, and lit. Um, everybody was having lessons, and I was having free period. Um, I was pretty lonely sometimes because it would be like that awkward ten minute gap between classes when people are shifting around, and I would be sitting in the canteen alone, just waiting for the next group of people to come down. Um, yeah. Yes. So basically, the canteen will be your home. <laughs> yes, correct. If you're an art student, yeah, because you can study. Most of the time, eat. you'll be spending your time yeah. in the canteen because you can study, and you can also eat. If yes. you're hungry, um, yeah, and it's just a surprisingly quite conducive place to study. It's right? like the bustling yeah. noise yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of acts as like white noise to yeah, definitely study. 
Yeah. Oh, also, yeah, for some reason, linguistics, I think because linguistics is one of the smallest, it is, oh no, lit is the smallest cohort, but it's because it's our class. Yeah, only people mm-hmm. in our class take lit. But other than that, um, linguistics is the smallest cohort, like the smallest group of people in our, in our cohort. So it's always mm-hmm. the last lesson. And there mm-hmm. are always like two hour lessons for um, yeah. linguistics. So it's always like, we'll have lesson until maybe 12 p.m., then we'll have like lunch right and you think oh next lessons no our free period will be until 4 p.m and that will be two hour mm. linguistics and then we'll end school at six yeah that's yeah. that's our daily pretty much but i guess like i said just now about the consultation stuff i guess it kind of is i guess a blessing in disguise because you'll have a lot of free periods so if you want to fill them up with consultations because that's what i did and it's, mm-hmm. it's it's fine it's good you know it's, yeah. it's a good way to spend your time other than just like sleeping and slacking yeah you can also go to the library which is also most schools um will have spaces available for you to study yeah um honestly during free periods i didn't really spend time in the library it was more of like after school if we end early mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um which is so rare that um i would stay back and study in the library but yeah um for our school we had these like night study sessions kind of nearer to a levels where they would um open up the library um until what time nine nine p.m like pretty late but only for j2 students to stay back and study for a levels um it was a pretty wholesome time even though it was during covid um yeah so a lot of us went back to study in the library almost every day I didn't go back as often as Amanda did, but... <laughs> no, I went back um, almost every day. <laughs> yeah, I, I would stay at home and study. Because, um, well, I guess we can talk about COVID A-levels and stuff. Um, yeah, I think for me, like, my house wasn't a conducive place to study. Like, as in, it, it wasn't mm. noisy or anything, but I just didn't like studying at home because I felt like home is like a very comfortable place so I just feel like going back to sleep so I would force Mm. myself to go to the library so I would study with like two or three friends like on the regular in the library so we would meet at like 8am in the morning so when the library was still really really empty because no one would be there that early so we could get like the best seats with the laptop plugs and all that oh I miss I miss the library (laughs) oh no and then we would just study the whole day until 9pm until it closed and it was like it was was okay you know yeah when I came, I, cu- I would come near like 11 or something because I didn't want to wake up so early. And I don't live like very, very near um, to the school. Like usually my mom will drop me off. So I would come slightly later. Um, but it was a fun time, I guess. Yeah, talking about COVID, I guess. Uh, okay, so for anyone that's living under a rock... We are in the midst of a global pandemic, a panorama, a panini. Um, so COVID happened uh, like one quarter through J2 for us. So we um, obviously we did HBL and all that, which is home-based learning for any of you yep. that were not from Singapore. Um, we did our home-based learning lessons for the majority of the year in J2 which obviously was not exactly the most desirable thing because by that point we're learning like the the last few crucial topics for um, A-levels and Mm -hmm. it was just 
uh, it was honestly, I really didn't like HBL that much. Apart from the fact Same. that during recess time we could take a nap. I like. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel in, like I'm the kind of person that really needs other people around me and I can like yeah, feed off of their energy and it was just definitely. horrible for me. As in like I guess it was enjoyable at first because I was yeah. like, Oh, you know, you can relax, I can sleep after every yeah, lesson, like the first I can week wake was up fun, five minutes after before that, lesson. It was not fun anymore. Yeah. And also like okay, I guess it's subjective because I know that there are people who do prefer they preferred HBL and they were like yeah. oh it's really good to study at home I can do it at my own time my mm-hmm. own space you know but definitely I think for both me and Emma we really needed like the bright environment and like I said before for home home is just like just a sleepy place for me and mm-hmm. I do my lessons in my room and my desk is right next to my bed mm-hmm. so it's like every time I'm in lesson and I'm bored I'm like you know like no one can see me I can just use my phone yeah exactly like, literally and i'll be like so distracted and it's super it was super bad for me and like i didn't study a lot unless i went out that's why i couldn't study at home mm. like i would just do other stuff or i would sleep so for me like, like i don't know i just didn't like it yeah i agree like i feel like hbl was just an excuse well not really an excuse but it was so much easier to get distracted because yeah like your teacher can only see that one rectangle of you compared to like in school they can see like if you're using your phone under your table or something mm. on camera you can kind of barely see anything so i don't know i agree a lot of the time i'll be distra- distracted literally me and amanda would be texting each other and we would look oh at each God, other yeah. on the screen and laugh <laughs> Like, it was bad. Like, I mean, it was really fun, but it was bad as in we were not paying attention. um, And very little information went into my head. I think the only benefit for me, like, kind of deeper into Circuit Breaker, because our holidays were shifted up. Literally, oh, I hated that so much. Our holidays were shifted up by one month. So instead of June holidays, we had May holidays. So we only had like two or three weeks of HPL and then it was holiday time. So our whole holiday was spent at home as well. Um, and the only good thing about that for me was that after a certain point of doing nonsense, I wrote my EP and made a lot of TikToks. After a certain point, I reached a level of boredom that I was like let me just go and study so when I was bored I would study which was a lot of the time so that was the only benefit for me was that I started studying more during circuit breaker because I had nothing else to do um and I mean I guess the good thing is that most of our class um classmates friends we would call each other to study so that we weren't like alone um and I guess we kind of like tried to motivate each other me and Amanda called quite a lot to study together. Um, I don't know if you guys look back at a few of my Circuit Breaker vlogs, you can see like half the time I'm calling people to study together because yeah, like I said, like both of us, we really can't do it by ourselves. I don't have the self-discipline to study um, without someone else studying right in front of me in a sense. So yeah, calling people really helped. Um, I'm pretty sure now um, that's not really as applicable. I know there are still a few HBL days for some schools. Um, but uh, in a sense, I guess this is a good way to keep yourself focused is to make like to study with a friend if you are very yeah. easily distracted. Yes. Unless you're both easily distracted, because that's me and Amanda, and sometimes we yeah. just end up talking for the whole time yeah. instead of studying. Um, <laughs> whoops. I mean, I guess kind of that's why like during like the last few weeks or months of like 
um, before A's, we didn't really study together because I think we knew that yeah. we can't really study together. Yeah. So we studied with other people. We kind of stayed away from each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Newer A levels. Which was, which was a smart move, I think. I yeah. guess. For me, what I did was I pressured myself by studying with people that are super duper smart okay not saying that amanda is not super duper smart but both me and her are like kind of a similar academic level you yeah know what i mean we are and weird. we also distract each other so much mm-hmm. so what i did was i studied with friends that are like way smarter than me and it made me so pressured to study hard because like you know um seeing them like really mugging compared to me like checking my phone half the time um, really motivated me to study and also it's another way to get help um, like in real time because if I got stuck on a math question like I could just be like uh, oh by the way the friend I'm talking about is like Denise I'll be like uh, Denise can you help Denise. me um, and yeah, yeah. so uh, studying with friends works if you choose the right friend not yeah, that Amanda's definitely. not the right friend no, no, but no, no, we just definitely. distracted each other way too much yeah so yeah. just now Emma was talking about like studying with smart people and kind of like pressurizes you to study harder right Mm -hmm. that was literally me for econs and i feel like kind of Uh, not to like downgrade my own effort i guess but i feel like that was the only reason why i i did well for econs in a's because Mm. um like at the start of uh j2 like our econs h1 econs kind of like split us into different bands i guess like different classes yeah and for some reason undeservingly i was put into the highest band and it was the most stressful year of my life i hated going to (laughs) econs classes because it's like it was like a class of like it was it wasn't a super big class i guess but it was a class of like all of those you know like four h2 one h1 people those like super smart people and yeah those taking extra subjects yeah you're taking extra subjects and they were super smart and they already knew everything about econs and i was consistently like the lowest score by the way guys this is very normal in jc like yes like getting used for subjects like econs and math is pretty common like i wouldn't like don't beat yourself up over it definitely Um, yeah yeah it's it's really a trust the process kind of moment because um in the like honestly i failed my way through econs and math all the way until prelims and prelims was the first time that i passed both of those subjects so mm-hmm. um not that that should be a an inspirational story but just don't feel too bad about yourself because yeah. i struggled through jc honestly yes. it's very normal because yeah. jc's like difficulty level is a whole different ballpark from like secondary school and yeah and especially because the learning is all too. self-directed yeah yeah and i, I knew a lot you of people really have who to went, like, like stay disciplined from a, like pretty much straight used to like almost all a's in a level so it's definitely mm. possible yeah. yeah it's definitely possible yeah um okay let's stop talking about like studying yes um <laughs> let's talk about the more exciting things about jc because there are um a lot of non-academic things that make your jc life enjoyable in j1 we had the chance to sign up for youth for causes yfc projects which are the project something project something that you guys always see they always choose some kind of very atas name um and then they would usually hold concerts they were pretty popular like a few years ago um because of the performances that they had uh basically we had the chance to create our own yfc projects and so i signed up to be a core member with three of my other classmates which included amanda although eventually she dropped out and someone replaced her and then that person dropped out and someone else replaced her but whatever um basically 
as a core member of the YFC project, you are in charge of um, liaising with the beneficiary, which is the mm-hmm. charity or the organization that you choose to help out. Um, you're in charge of obviously planning events. You're in charge of hiring a team because there's no way that the four of you are going to do everything alone. You need to get some yeah. kind of people on your organizing team. Um, so you're in charge of like recruitment. You're in charge mm-hmm. of advertising. You're in charge of pretty much everything um, to do with the project. Um, and basically, yes, I signed up with three of my classmates we successfully made it through the auditions because there are actually like auditions that you have to go through and then they will approve 100 teams for the year so every year there's 100 yfcs um and so we successfully became a yfc project it was started around i think march or april um, of 2019 and it's supposedly supposed to end around September but we actually extended all the way until November because of mm-hmm. um, extra things that we did so yeah. it was a very time consuming experience obviously it was great because it's like service and leadership not just for the points but it was like like you genuinely feel like you're giving back yeah, and definitely yeah <clears throat> because the organization that we chose um to work with was one that i actually personally volunteered with a few years ago so i felt like a really strong connection to the project and i was like pretty passionate about it we ended up managing to recruit about 50 organizing team members and most of them were from our school because it was kind of easier to just like reach out to friends from other classes and ask them to ask their friends Mm -hmm. so we ended up with like a very interesting group of people most of them were from our school but we also did um recruit some from other schools which was like through instagram and online that kind of thing um and yes it was just pretty time consuming because we had to have a lot of meetings and um there was like a lot of planning and organization involved we actually did end up having like we had uh street sales we had school sales we had even a thrift store and we organized a concert so as you can imagine like most of our days were not spent studying we stayed up so late every day doing documents and like planning so like we did not study in j1 pretty much that much compared to j2 yeah um i don't really regret it at all because obviously it was like a really great experience and it's not something that you can just participate in out of nowhere and the thing is that because Mm -hmm. of covid like that happened last year i think many of the projects had to have a lot of their events cancelled so i'm like actually pretty grateful that like we managed to get everything done before the pandemic struck um (laughs) even though we didn't know that was going to happen but yeah yeah, um it was very like i said uh yes it was and (laughs) like if you have the chance to sign up for organizing team or you have the chance to sign up to be Mm. a core member go Mm. ahead like as long as you have a like a passion for the cause you know um it's a way to still have fun because it's a pretty fun Thing, unless you're a core member it's not very fun but mm. for organizing team members I would say you don't yeah, do that much work but you still enjoy the the like fruits of the labor and stuff like that yeah. you know? and if you're passionate about it you can also like you can bring it up to your core members and be like hey why don't we do this 
and do yeah, that exactly. you can like, help planning out it's really fun and yeah. if you are into like performing and stuff there's always opportunities for concerts actually like personally i performed for a lot of yfc concerts because they were all online last year mm-hmm. um so i managed to perform for them um and in a way that's also giving back and yes. side note i think you also can request for service hours for performing yeah. so oh, yeah um, like i said like there's always ways to get uh-huh. those points that you need do- by doing something that you're still interested in yeah yeah Oh, I also performed for our YFC concert. Well, my voice yes. performed. Yes, <laughs> and then a wonderful spoken word poetry. Well, yeah, the spoken word was written by two of our very, very talented friends. And it mm-hmm. was very well written. And then basically one of um, our other friend danced to the spoken word. So it was, it was really meaningful. It was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, that's um, part of why our project extended to November because yes. we decided to film like a short film using that spoken word poetry as like the background music. Um, so because of that, we only managed to film like after exams ended. So we ended up extending our project all the way to mm-hmm. November. Um, and in the end, we raised like a good seven thousand plus dollars, I think. Yay. And our goal was like four thousand dollars. So that was pretty mm-hmm. good. We got almost double. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, YFC was a really fun time, even though it did take up most of our studying time. Uh, yeah. I would say it's an experience. I, I mean, I'm really proud of the project, and I'm so glad that I did it because. Mm-hmm, um, definitely. Yeah, it's just a once in a lifetime experience. Yeah. Um, anyways, apart from those different, uh, like YFC and Housecom, all those leadership opportunities, um, I think that, well, personally, our school, we had quite a lot of, like, fun events, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, we had a carnival at Sentosa during May of 2019. Was it on my birthday? Yeah, it was on your birthday. I had to. It was I on my birthday. Yeah. Okay. So, cause like housecom has something we have to like perform like an opening ceremony again. So mm-hmm. I remember cause we had to reach at like the shuttle bus at like five six a.m. So I was hauling oh a huge God. duffel bag because we were gonna staycation somewhere. I yeah, so basically my birthday so... my birthday was on the day of the carnival and I invited Amanda we like to celebrate I was having a staycation and I invited Amanda mm-hmm. and she had to report earlier so she had to carry mm-hmm. all of her staycation things to the beach at 5am in the morning oh yeah it was wonderful yeah, yeah. but it was fun sadly it was, like was cancelled last year's one was cancelled because of covid yeah. so and we were and the thing is I was supposed to plan it and we were supposed I was supposed to plan so many things I was so excited for I it I was so but, excited for it as yeah. well because it would be around my birthday time again yeah anyways whatever it's fine anyway miss corona COVID just kind of destroyed a lot of things um but yeah. yeah apart from that I think the other thing I just wanted to touch on was like my personal experience from going from a girls' secondary school to a co-ed JC, um, or like I don't know. I feel like this is gonna be a pretty universal experience for any girls or boys that are coming from like one gender schools. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you know, like there's a saying that everybody uses it's called BCP or JCP, which is like boys cha- boy changing people or girl changing mm. people basically mm. like usually would call like a boy a gcp and a girl a bcp so like when they oh i guess in like tiktok terms it's, it's like, like pick me's oh pick me's right yes pick-me's. so like what it's like once you once you meet 
boys, you become like a pick me girl. Like that's that's what a, B, a BCP yeah. is. Yeah. So basically, when I first came to my school, um, it's a co-ed school. Most JCs are actually no, all JCs are co-ed, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I think. I think. Yeah. A, S- yeah. Okay, the only JC that I know of that's not co-ed is SJI. Oh, it's still a Not the international school. one. The normal one. Sorry. Anyways, yeah. um, it's co-ed. Our JC was co-ed. And I came in and it was like the first time I'd interacted with boys since primary school. So I was like, I was pretty awkward at first because I didn't know how to talk to boys. I was really not someone that ever even had normal guy friends outside of school because I was in a girl's school. Um, and weirdly enough, the first thing that some people told me when I first came into the school was to stay away from like a certain group of guys because like, well, according to them, they were like, badly. they had a really bad reputation and stuff like that, you know, um, and me trying to make friends, <laughs> um, actually Mm-mm. befriended that group of guys Mm-mm-mm. and I got so much hate everyone kind of called me a BCP like they thought I was being a pick me pretty much oh gosh, um, she got so much hate on her telonym though it was like uncalled for it was ridiculous yeah it was actually really bad and um, like people were saying that I had crushes on guys that I didn't have crushes on like I was just confused like apparently this is like a inside thing I feel like people are gonna know what I'm referencing apparently me having a favorite number meant that I liked a guy (laughs) and I'm just gonna let you imagine what that means for yourself but yeah people were really mean to me and I I mean I don't think that it's um, an every JC thing I think this is just because this was an IP school that had just taken in JAE students and they were just not really used to like new people and stuff like that yeah. Also, when I came in, like, apparently my personality was a bit too much. Everyone thought I was being attention-seeking. Um, even though it was kind of just me. Like, honestly, in comparison to my secondary school friends, I'm very mild. Like, my secondary school friends are pretty crazy and outgoing. Um, but somehow my personality was a little bit too much for my school to handle. Um, I think it got better. It definitely got better. Yeah, like, people yeah. got more used to it. Um, I think people just need to get used to it, but it, it it's not. I think it just it depends on every school. But I mean, yeah, it's not it's definitely not that, like, a universal like thing. a whole school thing. I'm not gonna say like you know the whole school is horrible or it's just because yeah, of definitely not. These few it was just like one or two people, people was bad. and it yeah. was anonymous as well. They were hiding behind a screen, but um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, basically going into JC, I think that you guys should just. I don't know, be as open-minded as possible. Make friends yeah. with as many people as you can because, like I said, studying Speaking for of, A-levels... Make friends, the best thing, uh, check out our first episode. Sorry. Correct. <laughs> okay, continue. The best thing to have in JC is a group of friends to study with yeah. or like a solid group of friends that you can not only study with but also hang out with, you know? Because, um, I, I don't know, personally, I feel like national exams are not something... Um, to work towards alone like you you just end up getting caught up in yourself and um, I've known some people that have ended up pretty like depressed because of yeah. like how in their own heads they are and like they're yeah. just telling themselves they're not good enough and stuff like that um, especially with COVID so I think that you know getting a solid group of friends in JC is a pretty important thing to do yeah it's really important to just always have like a like a legit support system 
next to mm. you. It's 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 good. I mean, it's it's healthy and and something that I think like a really bad habit that I think all of us tend to go into, especially close to exams, is like just disregarding your health like whether it's physical mm-hmm. or mental you just keep studying because you're so worried oh my god can i just say me and amanda used to like not eat like i'm not even kidding no we, we literally <laughs> wouldn't even eat like recess we wouldn't eat and then we would be together for the whole day okay because of school yeah. we wouldn't eat at recess we wouldn't eat lunch and we would just be like oh yeah we're just not hungry but like yeah. i don't know why we did that as in it was really unhealthy yeah um, it was really bad and like, yeah and like and we like, also had this yeah. thing of like when we went out with friends we wouldn't eat in front of them like we just wouldn't eat because we don't want to eat in front of them yeah. we're just like what like That's just bad. make sure you take care of yourself basically yeah. don't be Please dumb do. like us and like yeah yeah I don't it, even know it's what really we're hard because like especially okay during a's i think especially during a's because like mm-hmm. i was going through a lot of stuff during mm-hmm. a's yeah amanda so, was going through a lot of stuff yeah so like when the only way that I could like distract myself from that stuff which I'm sure is a very common method is just to make yourself very busy so you don't have time to think about it Mm -hmm. so I would study a lot so I would either study or I would cry (laughs) so it was bad it was a bad time yeah it was really bad very true she would call me sometimes and she would be yeah Yeah. so that's the importance of having a support system please remember to take care of yourself yeah Mm -hmm. yes so hopefully we guy we guy We guide. So hopefully we gave you a little bit more insight <laughs> on JC life. Obviously, we probably didn't cover absolutely everything. If you guys have any more like really specific questions about JC that you want to ask, you can DM us. Yep. Um, but of course, remember that everything we said only applies to the school that we went to. And again, yeah. it was just our experiences. Yep. It doesn't mean yes. that every single person Very that subjective. goes to that school had the same yes. experience. Again, if you go to a different JC, it will be completely different as well. This was just the environment that we were in and yeah. how we experienced it. Yep. Yes. So, so hopefully yeah. you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah. I think this is a bit lengthy again. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks for the people who actually listened to the whole thing, though. Yeah, I know. Some people I'm actually shocked. said they listened to the whole yeah. thing, and I was like, what? I didn't expect that. Y'all are Thanks, crazy. Yeah. So free, ah. <laughs> Yeah, so if you guys have any like very specific things you want us to talk about, please do request it. We would love to talk about yes. stuff that you want to hear. Yes, hopefully soon we will do more like ad hoc topics because we have yep. a few different things planned for that. Um, and yes, have a nice day. Have a nice Friday. Bye. Bye. <laughs>